Hello and welcome to episode 385 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me this fine, fine evening, it's the second most beautiful baby in Boston, Alex Kulafi. Jerry time! Jerry time! Jerry, Jerry. I can't believe we've never thought about that. With, yeah. with Perry and Jerry and, and the chant for Jerry Springer. Jeez, jeez. Um, Perry's going to be a little bit late because he's a big old turd burger. Um, but we are not alone. We are joined by another man. He is the national treasure himself, Mr. Justination. Hello, hello. What's going on, man? It's been a, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you all been so busy uh, being fornicating and having youngins um i'm i'm kicking them out so we're on we're on the opposite ends of the spectrum but it's cool yeah we, we can coexist i think i, I understand your pain <laughs> yeah no you know what i i feel like for me the first two weeks weren't so like it's like tough but also like i wasn't working so it was like all right we got time to figure it out then when i went back to work that was when it was like oh god you know but I feel like since we've gotten to a nice routine, and and uh, my little man slept eight hours last night Ooh. from midnight till eight in the morning. That's, a, that's fantastic. That's yeah, I can't stuff. believe it. He's 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 actually a pretty good sleeper. Knock on wood. That's good. I uh, what what I've learned about raising uh, my kid is that as soon as you get comfortable, like a new wrench is thrown into your plans <laughs> every single time. It's like okay. He's not sleeping, but if we uh, put him in his like chair and then he'll sleep in that. And then we go to the pediatrician. And they're like, um, actually, you can't do that. That's a risk. And I'm like, OK, so now we can't do that. But then um, you just don't tell anyone. Well, <laughs> 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 unfortunately for me, I uh, <laughs> I want my family to be safe. <laughs> oh, well, they'll be safe. It's one of those like, one into rookie billion first, things, you know. Rookie first kid mistake. <laughs> just, <laughs> just once. Wild, wild west. Come on. Trusting oh, your pediatrician. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it's like it's one of those where it's like, oh, man, I was playing six hours of games a night. And it was going great. And then the pediatrician's like, you know what's been working for you? Actually, now you have to you have to put him in the, in his crib where he doesn't want to sleep. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so and so, shut I think, up, lady. I just want to play Steins Gate. Oh, and and she she told that to to us the day she gave him his two month shots, which is uh, when he's just yeah. screaming anyways. So it's like real real double whammy we've been dealing with. That, that like, was yeah. that was real sad when he got the like that's the worst I've ever heard him cry when he got one of those I, shots. It breaks your heart. Yeah. yeah, I was like oh. But luckily he wasn't too bad actually. Uh, irritation after that. But anyway, we we could probably yak about babies all day, but but that's not what we're here to do today, is it, Alex? No, to, we're doing the Jerry's the Jerry Awards. What's the Jimmy's? The, the Jimmy's. Jimmy's. What? Is, what? <laughs> These are the, well. This is week one. First, we're calling week one the the Jerry's. The Jerry's. <laughs> this is the Jerry's. Next week's the Jimmy's. First Jimmy of the year goes to Alex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the biggest Jim bot. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. It's the Jimmy's. My apologies. uncontested. It was uncontested. I got. I got. Uh, I'm living on a perpetual five hours of sleep a night, <laughs> uh, max. So I'm. I'm. I'm flying. 
but no, we're we're doing the Jimmies. Uh, we broke it up into two different episodes this year because uh, we're, we can only do like one hour episodes at a time, um, max, because of, of everyone's a new dad. Um, so this week we're doing our categories that we did uh, last year, and I'm going to read those in a second. And then next week we're going to do our top fives. We're going to do our honorable mentions, our Nintendo game of the year, and then we're going to pick our podcast. Uh, uh, game of the year cumulatively mm. the four of us and and uh justin's gonna thankfully be on for both of those which we it's love coming back to Ooh. back weeks baby yep um but this week uh we're, we're sort of waiting on perry a little bit but i will i will talk a bit about the categories we're going through this week the first is going to be best sound which is favorite music but if you think about the sound design whatever whatever you uh all encompassing of sound yeah best sound because yeah. like breath of the wild right when that came out it was like it wasn't a lot of music but the sound design was just like crazy yep so, um and then and then that gives justin an opportunity to put like spin rhythm xd <gasps> or whatever how uh, dare you i no i played well, it you it's, just it's spoiled great. it you spoiled his pick. I think is what happened. Uh, oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Second I, I, Jimmy I, of the year goes to. Yeah. <laughs> is, is killing the Jimmies this year. I, I took a real half court shot. I'm sorry, but but hey, if it makes you feel better, I also played that game and I know how good it is. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> Um, all right, well, I'm, I'm guessing each of Justin's picks for each of these <laughs> he just nails it. Yeah. <laughs> how how uh, are my best, answers leaked? <laughs> uh, best look, Blasphemous 2. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, yeah. It's, but Blasphemous 2 was really good. Oh, yeah. Um, best look, which is best looking game. Um, graphical, artistic, whatever you want to put there. Um, biggest pleasant surprise, which sort of speaks for itself. Biggest disappointment, the thing that disappointed you most all year. What, can what be do you game. mean by disappointed? No, I'm just kidding. Well, it could be a host you're disappointed in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Perry for being late or me for, for stepping on our guest, our, our elderly guest. Oh, now immediately. <laughs> yeah, he like, he's, like he, he kicked out the walker and then he like gave you the Stone Cold Steve Austin stunner, you know? <laughs> um. Anyway, biggest disappointment, uh, best vibe, which is sort of like a best style category. It's just, it's just, I don't know, like the it, it can that can be like a combination. What game you vibing with? You know, what game you vibing with? Um, that can be like a combination of narrative and and visuals and sound. What's it, that it panty be... hunter game? Um, I don't know, hentai survivors. I don't know. I don't know. Some reason I just th- you know vibing, just thinking you know. Is it uh, one of those uh, like weird hentai games that comes out on Switch each week, which is clearly developed by like a weird European studio? So weird. I, it's weird that they just keep coming out and they keep getting pushed through. My my favorite reviews that uh, you do, Justin, are like the so I think they're Red Deer Games. They're they're one of mm-hmm. the publishers that just does their one ninety nine sales that just overflow and spam the eShop every single week yep. and it's always so interesting for me to go to nindy spotlight and it's like oh uh league of losers or whatever is like a seven out of ten. Oh, that's weird um <laughs> like it's 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 weird to see that there are some real games there yeah it, uh, they're a weird publisher because they have really crappy stuff certainly uh but every once in a while it's i keep 
sort of sticking with them because every once in a while they have a surprise. It's like, yeah, it's a budget game that's actually not not bad. Mm. Um, there's a lot of like cool 199 games like hidden in those weekly eShop sales that are like that like sometimes they're spammy asset rip whatever mm-hmm. but sometimes they're also like really cool itch.io games that just happen to come out on switch and were good when they came out right mm-hmm. on pc so mm-hmm. so it's 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 an interesting little thing um yeah and then so best vibe uh old game of the year so game that didn't come out in 2023 that we uh that we really enjoyed so you know you have your metroid Mm. prime remaster that came out you could put uh mario rpg but you could also put like let's say you played a game let's say you played super mario brothers 2 for the first time this year or in 2023 i guess you can you can put it there um, I thought you were gonna just straight out snipe my game, dude, right there. No, no, no. That you'd be like, oh, or sort of like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mean to. That'd be funny though. <laughs> uh, and then the last category is baby game of the year. So all three of us. Uh, and speaking Perry, of babies, we've got a big baby that just joined the room. His mic's on mute. Is he there? Oh, yeah, there he out. is. That big old pickle. There head. he is. <laughs> Oh, uh, can we start About the podcast time again? You joined up. Yes, of course. We're recording. <laughs> you pickle brain. The show is live. Hey, good. You're joining late. What's going on, Jerry? Laugh with the pickles. Mm-hmm. It's um, living the dream. Is uh, is what is what every guy is says saying, when yeah. when you ask them how they're doing, but they're actually having the worst day of their life. Living the is, dream. <laughs> yep. Um. Anyway, it uh, is so, what it is. It is what <laughs> it is. Living the dream. <laughs> um. And then inside, they're 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 crying. No, no. But last game, last category is baby game of the year, which is since all three of us had sons this year. Um. It's it's awkward playing video games like right after you have a kid, um, and probably for for the twenty years thereafter, Justin, mm. I'm guessing to some extent, um, and and so the game that we most enjoyed, that we sort of fit into our life in that post baby period, which I'm sure that uh, even as as a person who's been a dad a while, like you, Justin, you have your own version of this. It's it's sort of an up for interpretation. Um, Perry has what seven kids now? Uh, <laughs> oh, just he's eight. Had two more eight. since he came on the show. <laughs> That's actually it's just he, six. <laughs> he just had three more. That's why he's ten minutes late. <laughs> uh, no, so so whatever we want for that. So best sound, best look, biggest pleasant surprise, biggest disappointment, best vibe, old game of the year, and baby game of the year. Those are our categories. For week one of the Jimmys, not what I thought they were, the Jerry's. So, yeah, we shot yeah, him down on the Jerry's. We couldn't, we couldn't let Jerry have too much. Yeah, I tried calling them the Jerry's, uh, Perry, and and that was that, that was a I'm rookie mistake. It. All right, yeah. all right. I bet you would be. So right. do we want? Yeah, let's jump in, right? So the plan is, yeah, we'll go around in a circle here, mm-hmm. and Balix just did a lot of talking, but. I would say let's let's kick it off with Justin to start. Right, start the guest kicking it off. And what's the first category now? The best sound. best sound. Yes. Best sound. Well, since since Alex 
ruined my my pick spoiled again. for for spin rhythm xd which um uh i remember playing it when i was at pax east one time and like really being impressed with it was curious whether or not uh the controls would translate well to a analog you know to a, a controller because i'd played it uh they had a they had a turntable there i was playing it on my pc using my trackball those worked really well but I was really surprised it worked really well with the controller as well. And the music is just outstanding. But my backup pick to to be a little, to have something since Alex stole it, um, is uh, the um, the music to the Castlevania DLC for Dead Cells. Um, Ooh, that music mm. is just, I mean, it's, you know, retro versions of the Castlevania music. It's it's amazing music. Uh, so that that also, incredible stuff. I'm uh well I I wanna I wanna just call attention to Spin Rhythm XD because that is like I I talked about it on the show a few weeks ago and it's a difficult game to describe in audio format because it's like a Guitar Hero game but you're also spinning the the sort of note highway at the same time so it's like it's a it's a very interesting style of game but would you concur with me and say that it's like for a controller recreation of Guitar Hero gameplay. Spin Rhythm XD is unexpectedly like a hyper intelligent uh, recreation of that experience. Yeah, and and the thing about um, you know the EDM music is it it's really odd how well that music fits with the whole you know the, the whole sort of scratching type of thing where you know all that it just it flows and it's so it's so weird like it's very zen to play it when you get in the zone um like the more i think about it the worse i tend to do but if you sort of just let your you know instincts take over you can actually or for at least me i'll do really well it's just it's so relaxing in a way like i i just love the way that music flows and and the way the, the way what you're doing coordinates with that is really impressive mhm but it's a it's a great pick, and I'm I'm sorry for for having a really good guess. <laughs> it's all good. Cool, cool. All right, uh, who's up next? next? Right, right, Balix, are you running the show here? Um, it's up to you. Direct it out, baby. Direct <laughs> okay. it out. Sorry, uh, Perry, you go next since this was your idea actually for uh for a music sound category. What's your take the entire Tui catalog? <laughs> A uh, pick Tui, Knights of the Rogue Dungeon, Totes the Goat. Chicken well, I was going to say something funny, tails. but Sorry. you took it. You took it from me. That's okay. <laughs> oh, he's Jeez. just stealing it from everybody. Yeah. Sorry. That's hey, okay. I'm sorry. Um, hey, hey, Perry, I'm sorry. I am going to go. I've, I've thought, I I was torn between two games, uh, but I'm going to go with my gut instinct on this one, and emphasis on gut. Because I'm picking WarioWare Move It. I was going to say, wah! For the best music. <laughs> because it's so eclectic. And I know it's kind of cheating. But not really. Because it really, it's such a, I mean, there's like a billion different songs in it. And they're hilarious and ridiculous. What, and What was uh, the second the place then? Um, Well, it's one that, I, that I'm going to use for other things. Gotcha. So I, okay. I don't want to mention yeah. it. I don't want to spoil. You. you know what I mean? So I, I will say I'm in a similar boat to you with mine. Yeah, but yeah, Warrior mm-hmm. Move it's like amazing on so many levels, and and um, 
like it's unfortunate on on my lifestyle at the moment level like my post kid this is like the this would get the jimmy for the uh the game that you can't play when you have kids uh game award you know like the opposite it'd be the you know the the anti-baby game this is my anti-baby game but uh and the bachelor game. props for definitely give it yeah it's totally my bachelor game yeah props for the the music very nice very nice uh casey how about you uh yeah well there was one i would say i would go with but it, it's one of those things like jerry was saying where I'll, I'll i'll talk a little bit more about the other game later and probably talk about the music a bit too but um yeah, I, I went with uh, Mario Wonder. Um, I thought between mm. like had a lot of really great music, but also just I feel like the sound design in those Mario games are always super fun, um, and, and the different sound effects and all that, you know, and, and and the zaniness of the whole Wonder Seed worlds and like I, I feel like some of those like super intense, fast paced music, um, and then of course the music yeah. levels themselves, right? The ones like with the piranha plants and that's just, true. That piranha plant level is. Oof, some super so memorable good, but... moments, yeah. Some really good catchy tunes, and you know, they always put their A team up when uh, when a Mario's out there. So, um, yeah, yeah. And the reason I didn't is uh, is it actually had moments where it was actually annoying to me, which I talked about. Yeah, I mean, the soundtrack had like high, high highs, but it was it was the Duff beer for me, Duff beer for you. I'll have a Duff song that was like getting into me and i was like i couldn't stop hearing it and that with the weird jump sounds i was like i can't believe i'm getting annoyed by this game in some way which is really funny because it's an amazing game but that's what knocked it off the pedestal for me i feel you i feel you what about you big boy bal i ended up going with uh we love katamari reroll plus plus reverie the the katamari 2 uh, remaster that came out earlier this mm. year kind kind of a cheat but i wanted to acknowledge this i wanted to acknowledge this game somewhere because uh we love katamari is a supreme game that is gonna get lost under the tide of like all the amazing stuff that came out this year but i think it's an improvement over katamari one which is already basically a perfect game um the music in this sequel is basically a lot of the soundtrack of katamari one plus new amazing songs that that also came out in the ps2 sequel but um keita takahashi's games also have like they just always have uh, a supreme combination of like earworms plus satisfying sound effects as you like roll up the katamari plus uh like really quirky music that uh like really just gets stuck in your head um and and never really lets go so so it's a remaster, which is sort of which is sort of cheating, but I I thought it Cheat. was it was amazing. I'll I'll also do a quick shout out to uh, Mario RPG. The the remake had a really fantastic uh, rearranged soundtrack. Hmm. But there you go. Sweet. Yep. Uh, next up is best look. Best looking game can be stylistic, can be graphical. Um, let's start with Casey. What's your what's your best look? All right. Well, I was thinking about, you know, thinking about this. We've had some good looking Nintendo games out this year, um, but I ended up actually going with one that I just started very recently, even though technically I'm not playing it on the PS uh, on the switch, but Octopath Traveler 2. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So for me, I mean, obviously the, the 
2D HD is awesome, right? I think most people can agree it's a, like it's visually very nice. Um, and I feel like for me, I, obviously, I didn't really like Octopath uh, Traveler, the first one. So I fell off that pretty quick. Um, I played the demo of Live Alive or Alive, Alive, Live Evil, whatever it is. Um, and, and, you know, and I played actually I played the demo of Triangle Strategy, too, but I, I never went back and played those games, through. So this is really like uh, the first, you know, game of the style you know, visually I've, I've put a lot of hours into. So and, and I'm still chipping away at it. So um, but yeah, I, I love the visuals and just going from the, the different areas and just seeing you know, you, you can switch between night and day in the game, too. So you can see all the areas, how they look differently in different lighting. Um, just amazing. Super good. And and I love the character designs, too. So really uh, pretty, pretty uh, good visuals all around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, uh, I, I continue to be impressed with the 2D, 3D, HD uh, Square Enix style. Like, they don't even change it that much game over game. But it just, it never gets old, and um, it totally. It, it almost feels me. like it's the pinnacle of like, like, like pixel art in that style, you know, like, like, or like the, you know, having the retro feel with like the not so retro feel, like it marries the two well. And like you said, I don't even know, aside from maybe just like fidelity, you know, but like, like it seems like it's sort of almost perfect, you know. Hmm. I concur. Uh, Justin, how about you? Um, <clears throat> this one, I, I since I you know since it tends to be indie games is the focus. Um, it was took a little thinking. Um, I went with something where it's uh, more of a stylistic thing. Um, it's a game called Trek to Yomi, um, Ooh. and it's aesthetically very different than pretty much anything I've really played. Um, has it's all black and white. Um, looks looks like an old samurai kind of film. Um, and there's a very, on a regular basis, there are very cinematic kind of moments that are part of the gameplay. So, um, you know, there's a, at nighttime, there's a fire and you're, you know, taking care of enemies on a roof with, you know, so you're really just seeing shadows, uh, you know, backlit by the, by the town and stuff on fire. Um, so it's just visually, it's a very cool game. I mean, the gameplay you know, it's not necessarily going to be for everyone, but that, that game really stuck with me as far as, you know, knowing what they wanted to accomplish visually and really going for it. So it's, you know, not just the aesthetic is good, but the, you know, like I said, this, this, uh, regular, uh, regular discovery of these very cinematic moments that are, that you'd miss them. You know, you could just run through and not think anything of them, but you know, if you'd really take a moment to, to glance at what you're, you know, the way it's been set up, what you're playing, it's just, it's gorgeous. And it's, that really stuck out to me this year. Mm-hmm. It's a um, great looking game. It, it looks, it, you're right. It does look like an old Kurosawa movie. How did you land on the, on the gameplay for it? Because for me, I, I like, I wanted to love it, but it kind of felt like a run, like a limbo, but with repetitive action a little bit. I don't know. Did you end up landing more positive on it? Um, I ended up, yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the, the actual style of play is a take it or leave it kind of proposition. Sure. Um, and I, I would say my opinion of it was brought up by the visuals and stuff like that. But I, I think in the review, I was, you know, 
I conceded that in terms of actual gameplay, you're really playing it for the aesthetic more so than the than the gameplay experience. But you know, it depends on what you're looking for. Sure, sure. Um, cool. Uh, Perry, how about you for for best look? I went with Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Mm. It's a truly. Uh, Absolutely gorgeous game. I mean, one of the best looking Switch games, in my opinion. And the the redo that they did, um, like they did so much work from the original game that I thought they did such a smart idea of doing the cell shaded, the outline, the direction, and the backgrounds. I mean, you can hold that game up to wonder. And I don't know, it's it's a it's definitely I mean, they're on the same page. It's really cool. I mean, they're way different, but not really. I mean, it's, you know, like when he gets down to it, because Wonder has a lot of 2D stuff in it as well, which is amazing. But yeah, those looking between those two, I was kind of thinking and through other and Pikmin 4 and stuff. But like it came down to like, man, Dreamland was it's it is an amazing game. So. Yeah, that's what I went with. Boom. Heck yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. Amazing looking uh, remaster. I, I, I'm surprised no one else went with this. But for me, the best looking game of, of 2023 was was Pikmin 4. I mean, that that first area, especially when you're just in like the the backyard style of environment, like some of that stuff looks like photorealistic. Well, in, in so far as like a switch game can be photorealistic, <laughs> like it's, it's an not, asterisk it's, next to it. It's not some <laughs> PS7 game, but the 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 combination of like Pikmin's fantasy sort of light sci fi elements with um the sort of realistic real world uh tone being even more pronounced here like like it looks like an, an i spy book um like the ones you would read like in the library as a kid like it it looks insanely nice um and and especially that living room level which you see at the beginning of the game and then you see it see it later on like i just I, I think it's like an artistic uh, achievement and it, and it really feels like the culmination of like everything Pikmin was going for, for, for 20 years. Like it feels like they pulled it off with um, Pikmin four visually. So, so really, really stunning game. Um, all right, cool. Uh, next we have biggest pleasant surprise, the game that uh, surprised you in a positive way that maybe your expectations were low or it wasn't on your radar, but, but uh, then you played it and you're like, man, this thing's really good. Uh, mine, I'm going to go first. Mine was Bayonetta origins, Cereza and the lost demon. I, I, I have a, a review for this on Nintendo world report.com. I man, who would ever want to play that game? Well, that's the no, thing. I know, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> that makes it, I know you're teasing, but that also makes it like perfect for this because it was announced, I think, at like the last Game Awards, and it was based on a demo in Bayonetta three that they sort of snuck in there, which I thought was not very fun. Um, it was just like a linear adventure game thing um, that they didn't really show off very well in that demo. And then they announced it, and it was like, "What's this weird top-down Bayonetta weird knockoffy, like strange thing from Plat? Like it looks like DLC or like a weird spinoff." yeah um and they're charging 60 bucks for it <laughs> uh and and what it's coming out in three months like what are you doing and bayonetta 3 i didn't think was that good so so then then it and ends up coming out turd burger i believe my uh most disappointed jimmy award last year went to bayonetta 3 
rightfully, I, I would argue. Um, and, and then Bayonetta Origins comes out, and it's this, like, fantastic part Metroid, part top-down Zelda, part uh, action-adventure puzzly thing, um, and part platinum action game, all in this really gorgeous Alice in Wonderland bow. Uh, the story is more compelling, and it makes good on some of the weird story beats in Bayonetta 3, and and it just it's there's a there's a real uh sense of wonder to that one that that i i think was still overlooked by the end of the year i have no idea how how well it sold or whatever but it feels overlooked um and and it's uh it's just it feels like it came out of nowhere um and i i follow the director on the uh of the game on twitter and he has like 500 followers i think which is so which we're is... we're pretty good friends, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like his tweets from time to time, um, but but it's uh, but super super great game. Um, Sweet. There you go. Yep. Um. Oh, uh, Perry, you can go next. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a tough one. I didn't have a lot of super surprising things this year, but one I I was surprised with was Vampire Survivors. Ooh, um, that's you a know, great, great pick. A game that like I really wasn't hyped for it. In fact, when it came, like when I saw it, I thought it was ugly. Obviously, mm-hmm. everyone thinks that, right? And then, and then it was like, hey, you only control it with like one, like with you know, with an analog stick. And and I was like, that just doesn't like avoid avoiding things. Doesn't sound like I, I was thinking it's an avoiding game because you're you know, but not knowing it's the powerhouse it is and the and the the fun uh, junk food that it is that just it's enthralling uh and so yeah i had a lot of fun with that game and i didn't beat it or anything but i put probably 10 hours into it and it's just uh it it's a fun game yeah and dirt cheap in a good way like it's five bucks and it goes on sale at least i know on steam a bunch i don't know it's dirt cheap it tastes like dirt it doesn't when it does go on sale for switch obviously it doesn't get i think it just goes down to 349 it's not like it has very far to go yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, for sure. Great game. Great pick, Perry. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Absolute uh spoil of of riches for for the amount you you pay for. Oh, which yeah. is probably one of the reasons why it's it does so well. Um financially. Yeah, for and for it, such a small investment, you can definitely I mean, I've went the weekend I got it. I literally like for like a week straight, that's all I played. It was crazy. Mhm. And I ended up going back to it as one of my baby games uh, in the last few weeks. And I picked up the DLC and that's fantastic too. Um, it's just, it, it really feels like a game that came out of nowhere and just changed everything. And, and so far as you can change video games now, um, it feels like it introduced a new subgenre of roguelike that uh, became the thing for a hot second. And honestly, to some small extent, is still one of the things right now. So super great. Uh, Justin, how about you? Um, the one I chose, it's uh, called Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Um, and it's mm. a, and it was an odd choice. Um, but um, I'd, I don't do many of the... Um, you'll get solicits to do some you know press pre preview kind of thing. And I remember... You know, it was, you know, I was watching it, uh, a stream and talking to the, they were talking to different people involved with it. And it seemed like they were definitely putting a lot of effort into trying to make an interesting game. But, you know, it being a musical and it just seemed really ambitious. But, uh, you know, you're you're sort of have that 
feeling in the pit of your stomach, like, yeah, this is going to be a disaster. Um, but um, it really, it works surprisingly well. And the thing that surprised me, I guess, the most is musicals are, are tricky. Like if you, you can have great music to some degree, but you know, if, if you're not feeling the characters or the lyrics aren't really working for you, it just, you know, it, it ends up getting kind of cringy potentially. So it's a, it's a tough one. And I really enjoyed, um, you know, most of the, most of the music that I uh, listened to over the course of playing and the story was actually pretty interesting and compelling. Like it's a very odd game and I like, I really appreciate games that, you know, really put it all out there, taking big risks and on multiple levels to me, this game took risks and, you know, obviously won't be for everybody, but, um, but they, they really did a commendable job making something that could have been a disaster work relatively well. Very nice. Um, what kind of, what kind of, so it's a musical. What's, how does it play? It is a role-playing game. I mean, there, there, there are choices that you'll end up having to make, um, as far as alliances or, or, um, you know, how you'll go about it. It actually, it's, it's a little bit like a visual novel in a sense of there's not a constant demand for you to make decisions. Um, it's, you will make decisions in the middle of songs. And that, I, that's another thing I probably should have mentioned is um, you do get to choose sort of what, what you'll sing as, you know, your character will sing as part of the, the song that's currently going on. And that represents, um, you know, choices that you're making. Um, so that also is interesting that most of the time the way that played out worked better than I thought it would. Um, I thought, you know, oh boy, if I pick something, you know, if I pick the wrong thing, this is really going to go off the rails, but it really didn't seem to. Now I question how much true agency you then have, um, you know, whether or not, you know, there's only so much variation and it just feels like you're getting more choice than you are. Uh, Cause some games are very good at that illusion. Um, but like I said, overall, just a fascinating kind of weird experience. But yeah, it is, I'd say it's somewhere between an RPG and, a, and like I said, a, a visual novel. Um, it, it's not as if you have combat or things like that. It is really uh, a story that's playing itself out. And, but you, there is consequence to some of the things you do and it is sort of role playing, but sort of visual novelly. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Nice. And I normally despise visual novels because I think that they're too limiting usually. So the fact yeah. that I'm I'm complimentary about something that I'm conceding could be considered somewhat a visual novel is a feat in itself. Cool. Great pick. Um, Casey, how about you? All right. My biggest surprise, I'm going with Fire Emblem Engage. Um, mainly because I, I was... I, I, yeah, I forgot you were a fan of that one. Sorry. Yeah, I, I've mainly because I was so turned off of Fire Emblem after Three Houses that I was like, ah, you know, like, I'm just not like, I'm good skipping this one, you know what I mean? And then I believe you and Perry both picked it up either on launch day or right around, mm -hmm. um, and you guys were really enjoying it, and then I guess, you know, it, I'm looking at it here, it came out uh, actually just about a year ago, January 20th. Um mm -hmm. So it was probably just one of those, like, I had a lull, so I ended up picking it up, and actually, I used one of my vouchers on it, that's right, and I was so pleasantly surprised. It, it was, like, it was just so good. It, it, a return to the basics in turn, like, no stupid, like, like I said, keep your persona out of my Fire Emblem games, please, you know? <laughs> Thank you very much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we've got we got Fire Emblem, far, <laughs> we got Shin Megami Tensei cross Fire Emblem already. You know, we don't need it every time. Um, yeah. But yeah, Engage is a really really good game. Excellent. It's uh, I I t- I always forget that that came out in uh, January. But um, next up, we got biggest disappointment, and we will start with uh, the person who's disappointingly late. That being Terry. <laughs> I'm disappointingly late. <laughs> I was trying to be I, I, appropriately late. <laughs> but no, you it's well you I think you I was disappointingly on time. Appropriately late. Okay. I'm fashionably. Sorry. <laughs> I um, looks like old Alex is wrong again. What a dang surprise. You mean baby Balex? Uh, wrong even again. This one, you know, uh, we have to make a very much distinction that this is not worst game. And this is not biggest disappointment. You know, this is biggest disappointment. This not, is the biggest is, turd award. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, do we have the worst game? No, uh, I can add it. If oh, you want. we're gonna add it. Worst game you play. Okay. that'll be next next week's episode. Let's do it next week. Yeah. So many choices. Okay. So I just want to make that because I'm not trying to be. Uh, I think I know where you're to... going with this, Jerry. Yeah, and again, I, I, again, because I, I don't. I'm not trying to be like uh, whatever, like contrarian. Yeah, I'm really not. But uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was definitely my biggest disappointment. Um, and it's because, and again, and I don't know, the, a myriad of things, which is one, you know, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say that. You know, honestly, what happened was the game, there's just too many, there's too much stuff in it and it really just overwhelmed me. Mm-hmm. And so it was the game design. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. It's an amazing game. I understand why it's an awesome game in many aspects but it just didn't grab me and in fact it it i just stopped i just i was like you know what this isn't i'm not having fun right now which is very strange and i and i stopped playing it and uh, it was hard to pick back up and i i it was just there's too much stuff it was too complicated you know it's kind of like when you you know you put put down a game and you can't remember how to pick it back up and you don't know what to do and where to go and i just was like i don't know so i couldn't ever get back into it i'd like to went anywhere but uh, no, I, I'll piggyback on that because that's also, and, and like you said, it's not really the game's fault per se. Um, yeah. In, in terms yeah. of quality. But yeah, for me, I guess like just the biggest disappointment is that like it just, and it's weird when I looked back at my recap, you know, I put like 60 or 70 hours into this, but I like, like, I don't even remember that. <laughs> it, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I left my switch on or something, but I, it says I played that long and you know, I, I, I've done a bunch in it, um, but yeah, like, I don't know, of those 60 hours, it's like, I hardly remember them, you know, and it's just like every time I yeah. like would it be a game where I, when I picked it up and played it, I'd have a lot of fun and I'm like, man, this is great. And then like when I put it down, there's I just have zero motivation to pick it up again. And then yeah. even when I'm like, like, I, I've got a, like two more dungeons left, just go finish them. I did finish the one. And then I was like, okay, one more dungeon. And then I just was like, I just don't even want to right now, you know? Well, yeah. And, and it's I, I, disappointing I say, that I feel that way. <laughs> it's really, I'm, I'm most disappointed that I feel that way about it, you know? I know. Same with me. And and I want to say that, like, a, another big aspect that I think is just, it felt like Breath of the Wild. I mean, and I, I can't have that feeling twice. I mean, it felt, I, I mean, I can't be an, at an awe at the climbing mechanics twice. I just can't, you know? So, it didn't. I don't think it redefined Zelda like every Zelda has. 
even Majora's Mask to like Ocarina of Time. But, you know, anyway. But uh, it's an amazing game, and I hope that... It's an amazing game, but also the most disappointing of the year. And Honestly, the like, unironically, that I feel that way. Because <laughs> it is a <laughs> great fair. game. Like, it, it's it's got yeah. a lot... You know, it definitely does feel Breath of the Wild-ish, of course, right? But they've done a lot to the game that makes it definitely different and really great in different ways. But like I said, I, like I said, I'm more disappointed in myself that I don't want to play it more. And like, I really don't think silly. it's you don't need the to be game per se. No, you know, but it's just one of those I know what like you mean. Uh, I feel that way too. But you need to stop because that's that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> it's just a it's just a toy for babies, uh, Casey. We are uh, big old babies after all. I I ended up loving Zelda personally, and I'll I'll talk about it more next week. But I I'm not like surprised um that that people were disappointed by it because it was like it was a breath of the wild sequel that was very close to breath of the wild and lacked in in trying to expand on it, it it you you lose a lot of the simplicity even though you get things like the building system in the underground and exchange which are which i think are are incredible innovations but but like it doesn't surprise me that that's the dialogue i guess what does surprise me is how the conversation changes for games like this that get like a 96 or whatever on on metacritic when they come out and then when you go to like the end of the year like all the podcasts i listen to and like you guys this or whatever game sucks like, it was fine i guess i don't know like it's, it's which isn't there's no there's no hypocrisy or anything it's just like it's interesting how the conversation evolves over time That's yeah all. but but like i said i will stand on the ground that it is a really great game yep uh so casey that was your biggest disappointment as well yep yep um, Justin, how about you? Um, this one isn't isn't really mine. I'm, I'm, this is on behalf of my uh, oldest daughter, who was a massive uh, massive fan and lover of all things style savvy, um, and that brings it to Fashion Dreamer, um, mm-hmm. which mm. no good. She just she was looking forward to it. It was a big deal to her. Like I said, she absolutely loved the style savvy games. And it just went nowhere with her. So, um, on her behalf, I mm. <laughs> I submit I submit that, that that really was a that was a disappointment. I was, I was disappointed to How see you her disappoint so disappointed. Justination. He can't be disappointed anymore. So he has to have his daughter be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> the man who reviews six games a day cannot be disappointed. Oh, I'm disappointed constantly. It's it's like I'm just numb to disappointment. So it makes it harder. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, that, that one's interesting. I I was like interested in it when it was coming out. I think it's the same developer yep. as the style savvy games, but it is published by Xseed. So it's sort of the Nintendo didn't want to pay us to make another one, so we made our own. And and my understanding is that it's kind of a similar game, but a lot shallower, and yep. that it lacks a lot of the uh, structure that the style savvy games uh, had. If 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 I'm representing it correctly. Yeah, it seemed to rob a sense of accomplishment, seemed to be a, a big central piece of the problem. It, it was more about the activity, um, you know, and having a lot of uh, availability immediately uh, rather than sort of earning stuff over time and feeling accomplished as you go. Um, I think, you know, I, I think the old ones had almost, you know, a very mild one, but almost an RPG-like quality to them that was missing. Um, mm-hmm. so, so you lose, you lose that element that you feel like you're progressing and moving towards something, uh, just sort of throws it all out in front of you and, 
you can do stuff, um, which isn't quite as compelling. Makes sense. Um, okay, and then my my biggest disappointment of of the year, and I'll I'll give you two. Uh, Scar this Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC I didn't think was very good, and it's not even that it was like not very good. It was that um, I pl- I've played a little Arceus recently, and people did rightfully criticize how it ran technically at the time. That game runs like a dream compared to Scarlet and Violet now. Um, which Scarlet and Violet is a year is a game that came out nearly a year after Arceus, uh, and it's been a year since that game came out, and uh, Nintendo had their whole butt shown to them, or Game Freak did, when everyone was like saying like, "Hey, this game runs like crap," um, and to the point that they had to basically say, "Hey, we're going to work on this and, and improve this, and and we'll publish updates," and it still it runs like junk like mm. a year later um and that's why i had to buy a bootleg pokemon black yeah <laughs> and 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 don't get me wrong i don't think uh pal world pokemon with guns looks like ai generated weird pokemon fusion knockoffs like i don't think that's a better way to do it either but i'm just like man like, like, maybe kick them in the pants but probably not what was wrong with just doing like a much better version of the old style of pokemon do we don't if well, you that, can't that, make the Breath of the Wild, then don't do it. requires effort, bruh. Or, or like Arceus. Like, Arceus was great, but I, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm very curious to see what they announce um, next month. I'm sure they'll, they'll announce something on Pokemon They'll poop Day. something out, I'm sure. <laughs> Hopefully another uh, <laughs> Legends-style game. Um, but no, the other one I'll say is, is I also was kind of bummed out by Fire Emblem Engage a little bit uh, because the game part i thought was fantastic i thought it was maybe the most fun i had ever had with uh, a fire emblem game but the story was so dull and there was so much dialogue and nothing went anywhere and and basically i i try not to skip any narrative when i can avoid it it got to the point where if it wasn't a main cutscene, like i was just skipping through thumbing through mm. whatever because i'm like this is just junk uh anime dialogue like and I, I i like anime i'm not being disparaging about that as a medium it's just later like, and i don't need it three houses again i think going to a more straightforward fire emblem game is a, is a great idea it's just the way they did the storytelling here was just like i don't know it was it was it bummed me out is i guess the mm. that was it i um, feel you i feel you yeah uh next up best vibe uh we will go back to justin first <laughs> my choice for best vibe was uh dave the diver um oh yeah you know uh kind of a, a middle age little little portly kind of guy who uh you know was was trying to chill but gets pulled back in i, I can relate there, there's something <laughs> there's something about see where you're going about him that that, that uh that felt that felt I, I could identify he's like a spirit animal to me away while he's you know toiling away back in the salt mines again after after you know looking to chill for a while um but i also loved the fact that it's such an eclectic game like it's just you have so many different styles of play and i think the thing that blew me away you know multiple hours in is suddenly there's a one-off like rhythm game out of like during the weirdo weapons dudes dream just to have a, a rhythm game that actually is executed better than probably half the rhythm game you know indie rhythm games that i've played 
Um, just and it never came up again. They didn't do anything more with the, with the engine that they built, <laughs> which is just blows me away. They just yeah, you know, let's just randomly throw this in here and we won't reuse it. Hey, yeah, we're crazy. We'll just do it. Um, but yeah, I really, I really loved the silliness of it. The cutscenes were just bizarre and you know made me laugh. It just the game, it was a joy. I, 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 it was one of those where I knew, I knew I, if I did the last mission, you know, or my last sort of objective, that it was going to end, you know, effectively end the game. And it was one of those where I played at least another three or four hours just doing, doing things, putting off the inevitable because I didn't want to stop playing. So, yeah, definitely, definitely felt Dave the Diver. Nice. Great pick. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I I ended up I stopped playing like four hours in, but I I want to get back to it. How how long did it take you to to get to the end? Um, include, roughly it doesn't have to be including holding off a bit. Um, it probably yeah. took it probably would have taken like twelve ish hours, and but I mean I wasn't rushing, so it right. depends on how you're playing. I would say, like Got I, it. I was okay. taking it I was taking it pretty leisurely. Got it. Okay. Um, all right, I'll go next. My best vibe was Mameda no Bakeru. Uh, Mama's Bakery? We, Mama's Bakery. We, we've been talking about it the last few weeks. This is Goodfeel's new uh, 3D action platformer that's only out in Japan right now um, and is coming west probably this year. They didn't announce it, but they hinted at it. Um, it is, you know, we talked about it on the podcast the last few episodes. I won't retread it, but it's like a Kirby 3d world style game where each level is based on a different area in Japan. And um, sometimes levels are like at a pool. Sometimes they're at a beach. There's such a relaxed vibe to it. Um, All the characters are beautifully animated. You'll see like fireworks going off in the sky. Um, When this game's running on all cylinders and to be clear, it's not always running on all cylinders, but when it is um, this is like, to me, it approaches like Mario 3D levels of uh, of of style, vibe, whatever. And and just in the same way Kirby and the Forgotten Land was awesome and how it blended like Nintendo cutesy fantasy with like kind of somber post-apocalypse. This does something similar in that it, it blends like very Nintendo-y, uh, colorful, cartoony vibes with uh, a real love for the um the different areas in in across japan um so so super cool uh game and and that's the one with the vibe i would say i I connected to the most so there you go nice um perry how about you best vibe what is a vibe pikmin 4 oh yeah yeah, I just remember playing that, and I just remember repeatedly telling my wife, I was like, okay, this is a good game. <laughs> now, this is what a good game is. And I just, everything about it, and yeah, I mean, just I, like this, the, the, the camera perspectives, the way that you feel about these, how you're just these tiny little things in this giant world, um, and the music, and the the characterizations and yeah it's just a master of a game yeah and in the vibe and again just the actual like like feeling that you like as you're playing it i just i i couldn't be topped ochi in itself is like is a vibe yes yeah 
Um, cool. Uh, Casey, how That's, about you? That, that leaves me. Um, yep. Best vibe, I went with uh, Mario RPG. and Great vibe. I don't want to be a complete spoiler for another category here, but... Um, Worst game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think partially, right, it definitely... Uh, came right at a good time after having a baby and having a couple weeks off of work. So it was, and it, it, you know, obviously it also has super nostalgic ties. Uh, plus it's just like a fun, cute art style. I don't know. It, it, it was just like a, a perfect storm of, of uh, killer vibe. Yeah. Of different situations, you know, bizarre too. And just having off of work, dude, like that, that made a big difference as well. Um, but yeah, what a great game. It was great then, it's great now, and ooh-wee. Yeah, this was actually the one I was going to argue could be best music as well. Um, I went with, you know, I went with something different, obviously, because it's a remake. But the the remade, you know, music is really, really good. So, um, yeah, just overall, really, really good vibes around. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I concur. Um, okay, did I get everyone for best vibe? Yep. yep. Okay. Well, we'll go next to old game of the year. This is any game that did not come out in 2023 that uh, originally, but remakes are fine. Remasters are fine. What have you. Casey, why don't we go with you first? Ooh. All right. So it's actually was a no contest for me. Um, even though I didn't like originally think like like Resident Evil 4 remake, like that's not w- would that be uh, eligible for this? Is that what you were saying? uh i well nintendo games i would probably say yeah well i guess first yeah but like well either way it's it's dark souls um remastered which again actually is on the switch which works um i did play it on the the ps4 version uh but yeah i mean uh, this game is unbelievable it is so good and it's funny because i tried it and started a few times and it didn't click and you know, I was going in with a different mindset, I guess, like more so, yeah, I want to go beat this game instead of like, oh, let me go play this game, right? Um, so, I mean, this is like skyrocket. I don't know how far I don't have really like a big master list of my favorite games of all time, but like this is m- moved very high up the board. Uh, mm-hmm. Dark Souls 1. It is just to me like a perfect game. I, I love the layout of the world and the, you know, the com- just everything about it it's so good it's so good i would jerry i know we were talking about you maybe playing dark souls one again i'm assuming you haven't i haven't gone back yet but i will yeah it's dude you really should and, and i forgot did you say you got a playstation no no you got an xbox right steam deck steam deck okay it's oh that's good right. on steam deck yeah, yeah play it on steam deck because it'll be better um yeah super great game and I love it. Awesome. Very awesome. Um, Perry, how about you? My best old game. Unfortunately, I have to abstain from telling it because of some of the people that are on this podcast. But trust me, it's a great game. I'm so confused. <laughs> no oh, talking. it's okay. It's a very triggering game for some for for a specific person on this, and I don't even want to bring it up because I don't want to kill this vibe. Is so, it is it FIFA? 
Is that like the opposite of the indie game? The opposite <laughs> of the Nindy? <laughs> it's not FIFA. NBA 2K23, last year's NBA 2K. All right. No, it's not that. Okay. I didn't know we were doing guessing games in addition. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Are, are, are we saying what it is? No. Okay. But you can, uh, people can imagine what it is. <laughs> I'm so confused. All we know is it wasn't a game that came out this year. It was not. Or, or well, last year. I missed year. out on it when it came out. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> are, are we actually not going to say what the game is? He's moved uh, on. How many times do I have to tell you? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alex All can't right. move on. He's like, I need to know. <laughs> I, I don't understand the bit. That's why I can't move on. Well, you are the bit. Okay. okay. Do you get it? Get it? It's oh. funny. What are you playing, my heart? You're supposed to laugh. <laughs> All right. I got to do All something right. to, keep, to keep these things jazzed. Jazzed. No, I'm the only one who's like saying anything after other people say what their games are. I, I try to give people room, and then they're like, no, I have no additional commentary on this. <laughs> well, here you go. Well, th- there we go. I guess we're talking about a game that hasn't been named. I talked about it. <laughs> we're, no, this is where you asked Justin it. what his, uh, <laughs> his Nintendo game was. Justin, no, what was old... your old game? Oh, yeah, old game. Excuse me. Um, my, it's already been mentioned because um, it was an old game to me. Um, Vampire Survivors, because I'd been playing it on PC for uh, quite some time, and I was I kept wondering why it wasn't on Switch yet, uh, and how they hadn't put it on Switch yet. Uh, so I was, was really happy when it did come, and promptly dropped probably another 40 hours into it on Switch, even though I'd really you know played it to death on PC. And um, I'd say that, aside from the fact that it's successful, um, you know, obviously, uh, the the thing that was interesting to me is I think I played probably four or five different games over the course of the year that attempted to, you know, uh, replicate to toy with that, that formula. And um, it really became clear that the you know, vampire survivors just blew them all away. Like it wasn't even <laughs> close. Um, I think the closest that I played was um, uh, scrap. Uh, now, now I'm blanking on the name. It was something that scrap survivors or something there was one that was it was sort of in the right direction, just a bit too simple for its own uh, for its own sake. And the fact is, you're competing against a game that's already at a budget price, so it isn't like you could out cheap it. Um, so it really came down to you know execution. So everybody lost. Um, yeah. So I think that also you know reinforced for me that um, you know they were the first ones to do it, and they. They just nailed it. So they got it so right. It's just, it's so weirdly addictive. And yet I know that it's so simple. Like that's what's bizarre uh, is to sit there and, but I love Poe. Like Poe is my man with the, with the garlic. Like I, I just love being just having this like aura of death. around mm-hmm. me, And just, there's just something satisfying about it. It's such a weird, you know, relatively basic game. I mean, it, I, I've played other dodge em ups, which it, so it's sort of like a dodge em up roguelike somehow. Um, yeah, just something about it. They just, they really tapped into something very interesting that nobody apparently knew that 
it was a thing and yet they proved it is mm. yeah that yeah. game was awesome love the garlic um <laughs> honestly the combos like that was definitely the most fun like like, the progression of it right like you yep. start out like you start to oh okay this, and then you start realizing that there are combos to make new items and those items are just so op yep. and it's like dude this is just so addicting oh god oh play I, more I, I totally agree with you though that vampire survivors is totally the one that most has the it still like i tried playing 20 minutes till dawn i tried playing um a couple of the other ones and just none of them hit in the same way vampire survivors does and it's kind of and it's kind of disappointing but i guess it it also is yet another uh feather in the cap of a game that you look at and you're like what's this like ugly thing and then you realize that it's it's kind of a a, a master class in, in ways that it doesn't uh directly let on mm -hmm. but very cool um and then mine is uh pikmin one that i, I played it on switch pikmin i played it on switch for the first time this year um it is amazing it is like uh i think it's it's behind pikmin 4 it's probably my favorite of the pikmin games um six or seven hours you can beat it in one day uh 30 days you know some people take issue with the structure of like you got to get all 30 parts in 30 days or whatever a little a little over. less forgiving than newer ones yes and, and I understand why that stress turns people off from it. But what I'll say is you can repeat every day and save at the end of every day if you want. So it's if you know how to work with the game, it's not actually that difficult to to ensure that you don't have to, like, replay the whole thing again. Um, and, and I found it not that difficult in general, which I, I didn't. Which I don't mean as a bragging thing, but but I, I love also in addition to the simplicity to it, just the very dangerous naturalist feeling where uh, outside of maybe the final boss, like most of the bosses are just like in the world. Like you can choose to fight them. You can choose not to fight them there. There's like not really like any special presentation. It's just it, it actually does that like Breath of the Wild thing where, or Xenoblade thing where there's just like these dangers just like there. Um what was yeah. that sound? I don't know what that was. That's my news alert. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, it was, it was Hidoken. Uh. <laughs> oh, very cool. Uh, but there you go. Pikmin 1. That was it. Yeah. It, it was actually, you know, obviously we were thinking out our uh, top five games and, um, you know, those spoilers I've been talking, Pikmin's going to be in there for sure. But I, yeah, it made me want to go back and play some of the old Pikmins as well. Um, but there's just too many games, and not enough time. I, I will say that if you do want to go back, it's actually not a huge time commitment to play the, the Pikmin trilogy. Like, like if you're just yeah, rolling credits, and... Pikmin one, six or seven hours. Pikmin three is like seven or eight hours. Pikmin two is like 10. Like it's not. It's yeah. Not you can tough. definitely get through them. Yeah. For, that might be because sure. essentially I work in Octopath and, and Pokemon black right now. And then mm -hmm. we've got Final Fantasy seven next month. So I feel like yep. by the time I finish Octopath, I might have like a week or two. So it, it might be good to throw in a Pikmin or something like that. Um, I'm also thinking maybe Last of Us Part Two, but we'll see how it all shakes out. I uh, I gotta go soon, so if it's okay, this last category, let's rapid fire, kind of. Scabbing a boom. Yeah, if all you right. want to start with me. All right, let's go. What's I already your talked game about of the it. year. Okay, Super Mario RPG. Uh, not only, like I said, nostalgic. Um, 
good vibes a game you can sort of you know uh, you know turn-based combat if you had to put the controller down for a minute and then just listen to good music while you were tending to a baby worked out real well and um and it's nice and short it's like 10 to 15 hours depending on how much extra content you wanted to do so yeah perfect perfect little baby game did you end up beating the cool x 3d fight Uh, or whatever no i never went back and did the ultra i did the first set of bosses but then I, i never went and did like the the gauntlet thing ah maybe one day yep for sure um i'll go next uh baby game of the year for me was hades uh i had never beaten it a couple years ago but but i found that when you're dealing with a newborn and don't have a ton of video game time um roguelikes are actually perfect because they're like 10 to 20 minute commitments um especially if they're a game as fun as hades um so so that was sort of i ended up just getting lost in that for for the the first few weeks of of my son's life um perfect cool. yep jerry's uh, just... had a few baby games oh yeah perry you can go next super mario rpg baby oh yeah copier oh yeah no but it really is like perfect <laughs> agreed um, cool and then uh justin how about you what was your baby game with with someone with uh 20 year old babies <laughs> um I, I since i wasn't sure i went with um you know what would be friendly to play around the the youngins type of thing um mm-hmm. so so i went on the pervert realm <laughs> oh yes yes the panty party yeah like no um so um there's a there's an indie game called uh, little friends puppy island um which there have been many games that have tried to replicate the nintendogs kind of formula uh most miserably failing failing and really coming up short but um this one was surprisingly you know decent and it had more to do than you'd expect um trying to you know restore parts of the island and things like that so you know little value add super cute uh kids would probably like it that kind of thing so that's that's where i landed awesome nice um another another great nindy pick from from justin well i perry i think that'll do it for the episode did you say Perry? Yeah, I th- don't usually do the outro. Oh, I'm passing it to you. Gotcha. Yes, uh, you can find Talk Nintendo Pod on X at Talk Nintendo Pod. That's Talk Nintendo. P. Oh. D. Yes, and you can support Nintendo World Report at patreoncom NWR. That's patreoncom N. W W R. Yep, which is where Justination lived like forty years ago, <laughs> and now he li- helped write the now original. He lives at- helped write the original code, baby. Yeah, yeah, he did, and uh, and uh, now he lives in the Nindy sect, which is Nindy Spotlight. Yep, uh, at NindySpotlight.com. Yep, uh, and on and X and everything else. Yeah, everything else. Yeah, and, and open critic accredited uh, for what that's worth. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's the better of the two. I think yeah. it's the better of the two. And uh, yeah, he check out uh, his YouTube. It's very useful. I stumble upon his his YouTube uh, many times just naturally, just trying to find footage of stuff. So um, yeah, he is the intersect. It's true. Yeah. And and no and man it's knows funny. indies better. If mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean, you really. I know that you tried, but it really Guinness World Record. No, nope. of most most they weren't reviews. interested. I know, but it, it's it's a fact though. That's oh, you know what? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's Jerry's world record. Frauds anyway. I believe it. 
Most reviews by one single man ever. Destination. If, if I was willing to probably give him five hundred bucks, I probably could get a get in there. But yeah, I think yeah, it's probably not worth it. Just yeah. a Tommy Tallarico style uh, Guinness <laughs> record. Did you know that Guinness is literally like the beer? Yes. I didn't even know that till like two years ago. I was like, uh, that, and real they made quick it. B- before it's we sign out here, anyway. Justin, do you have a final number of how many games you reviewed this year? Um, I think it was five seventy six. I'd, I'd have to look it up. It was it was shy of six hundred, but yeah, it was it was up there. What a turd! Can't even get to six. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Couldn't even do two a day. You couldn't even average out two a day. I think it is uh, how two many, a day. Actually, how many hours do you often play those? I know it varies, but well, the, the the tricky part is is with all the video and everything else. I mean, the just to get all the content out is is takes a lot of time. Um, so an average game probably two to three hours would be a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, the the one advantage of a lot of indie games is truly there are probably 40% of what, what I play. They are what they are and what you play in even the first half hour. That is what the game will be no matter how many hours you play it. So there is an advantage in that sense um, that, that there are games that aren't going to get any better or there are games that, you know, they aren't going to get uh, significantly worse. So that does help. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah, particularly roguelikes. Roguelikes are great because once you do a couple runs and you establish what their meta, what their meta looks like, you know they are what they are. Um, so that does help. But yeah, two to three hours would be generous. Uh, like I said, because particularly producing all the top videos and everything else, it's it's a lot of time just to just to keep the content pumping. So yeah. I've never played a I, game longer than two hours when I, I review believe a game. It. But I was going to say that um, in addition, uh, place that I've met all three of you, um, I do have a giveaway currently, an odd giveaway I wasn't expecting, um, giving away four-day passes to PAX East this year. Um, I was given an offer to do a giveaway for them. Uh, there probably aren't very many people that are looking for it because you have to sort of be in proximity to Boston and you'd have to pay for your own accommodations, but you do get four-day passes. Um, so that takes, and you get takes to sleep it at my house, <laughs> or find how, how or, many of them do you have? Huh? Oh, um, uh-huh. five, five. Wow, that's you crazy. mean two, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's it was really weird. Out of the blue, I've never never had that come up as an offer. Strange, but hey, you know, no, that's uh, awesome, dude. Some people want to go. Yeah, it, yeah, two great opportunities. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll buy you dinner. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to that fish place, though. It's closed, our unfortunately. Place. Good. Oh, man. I love No Name, but it's all right. Bet you do. Anyway. I want to go to that one place, <laughs> that dim sum. Oh, oh God. Yeah. That was amazing. That place was amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going there again. I'll, yeah. I'll take you there myself. Yeah, Jerry and I were talking maybe 2025. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. That's I our show. I how it said and, me and Jerry. And and Justin, those those passes are for next year, right? For 2025. No. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> how, how do you better enter? I'm sorry. Find, oh, but... um, just find me on X slash Twitter or whatever. Um, that's where the main get- giveaway is. The information is also um, on the site at MiddySpotlight.com. And, and what's your handle on Twitter for for the peeps? Midi Spotlight. <laughs> cool. Okay, just making sure we reiterate. <laughs> we want we want those uh, you know we want those tickets given away. Yep, yep, yep. 
And the winner is Jerry Jerkum. Yeah. And his friend Perry Perkins. Carsey Gibbons. Yeah. And Balix Bulafi. <laughs> Who are All these right. people? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds Three like a bunch of losers. Potato, potato. All right. Well, hey, Justin, we'll see you next week. Right. Thanks, yes, everyone. Yeah, part right. two of the Jimmies next week. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Continue. See ya. All right. Bye. The pervert realm was just a nation. Fornicating and having youngins.